Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Vendor Civic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Prize, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. SP 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-host, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, local financial advisors and independent financial advisors right here in Kerrville, Texas. Good morning, Gilbert. How are we doing this morning? Good morning, Andrew. Doing great. Thank you, sir. Good, good. We got a few things to run over with you guys this morning. There was a lot that happened yesterday in the markets and the economy um, and still more to come before the end of the week. So it's just about 9.30 a.m. here in Kerrville, Texas. So let's jump right to it. This is your market update for Thursday, May 4th, 2023. And also, you know, uh, with a head nod to our friends over at, uh, you know, Star Wars there. May the 4th be with you all if you're a Star Wars fan. We did a little Star Wars theme graphic today. So I uh, uh, hope that pleases all you Star Wars fans out there. But um, nevertheless, the markets closed down yesterday after Jerome Powell's press conference. That was the biggie yesterday. We got the interest rate decision from the Fed that they did raise interest rates by a quarter percent or 0.25 percent yesterday. That's their benchmark interest rate or the Fed funds rate. You can kind of think about it as the bottom interest rate for all other interest rates out there. So once he started talking, the markets did start to sell off. He does a press conference 30 minutes after the interest rate decision. And he answers some questions, tries to give some insight into how the Fed's thinking and perceiving their path forward. But unfortunately, we didn't get a whole lot out of that. He really didn't say too much. They even adjusted some of the language that they were using to say, well, you know, we we, we want to remain data dependent in the future if we need to possibly hike rates again. But then also at the same time, we think we're done for now. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of a nothing burger, but it was very middle of the road and sounded intentionally uh, moderate to where he, he wanted to leave the door open in case they do need to raise rates or something gets wonky with inflation or some of the other economic indicators uh, later in the year. But uh, nevertheless, that was, uh, that was kind of the, the Fed wrap up yes, yesterday. So it wasn't, wasn't, I would say as, as hot as we kind of anticipated, there wasn't too much of a reaction there. Um, it was just really hyped up. Uh, so moving right along, there was some, uh, some more headlines that came about in after hours yesterday with some, with renewed regional banking uh, concerns that would be right, uh, involving PacWest or Pacific Western Bank. Their shares sold off significantly in yesterday, yesterday's after hours trading, as, as well as Zion Bancorp and Western Alliance Bank, I believe, as well. So uh, there's just some some renewed and fresh concern about what might happen with some of those regional banks. Maybe the thought is that maybe First Republic, which got put into receivership of the FDIC this past weekend, maybe they're not the last one to fail. Some of the other banks are dealing with some of the same balance sheet issues. So we'll just kind of see how that how that plays out. 
Uh, and the, today is Thursday, so we got the jobless claims number for the week, the past week, and those showed that they ticked up to about 242,000, which looks promising for what, at least for what the Fed would want to see, that the labor market may be showing signs of cooling with the backdrop of higher interest rates. And speaking of, of the labor market, tomorrow we get the unemployment rate for April, as well as the number of jobs or payrolls that were added for the month of April um, out at 7.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, an hour before the markets open. So that's going to take center stage tomorrow. So uh, there, there is always more to come and always more excitement out here in the financial markets. So Gilbert, what do you have to add to my rant this morning? Well, a, a couple things. Uh, you're right about old Jay Powell yesterday. He did not say what the market thought he was going to say. Uh, he was not real excited about uh, lowering interest rates. He certainly was even less enthusiastic about, uh, you know, indicating that this was the final raise. So market just didn't like what he had to say. So it, it dropped off quite a bit. But I would also submit to you that if you look at the past 10 rate increases that they've done, what we've been seeing, and, and this is a, a pattern. I don't I don't have anything here to, to illustrate that, but it, it I remember going back a while that this pattern has been consistent. What we see is that the market sells off as soon as the announcement is made. It drops off for, you know, about five to 10 days afterwards. And then the next few weeks, it starts to move back up again until we get to the next rate announcement. And, and I think this is the pattern that we're going to be in uh, for the next few weeks until we get some kind of indication one way or the other that the feds are going to do something different about interest rate policy. Yesterday was just more of a, yeah, you know, this is what we're doing. Uh, we raised rates. We might do it again. We will do it again if we have to, but we're going to remain data dependent. It was, it was, it was nothing extraordinary that, that really helped the market out. So uh, I, I would, I would, caution you for the next uh, few days that will market will probably be weak, but then it settles down and then it starts to move back up again, assuming it follows the same pattern that it's been following. Yeah, that's, that's number one. Number two, uh, I think we're going to have the debt ceiling talks become more and more of an issue for us over the yeah. next few weeks. You know, Janet Yellen came out on Monday and said that she thought that we may run into problems sooner than we originally anticipated. I think uh, the market watchers were thinking that July was when we were going to start having issues. Well, now she says maybe June. So uh, that's going to be a bigger issue. We need we need the Democrats and the Republicans to work together to raise that debt ceiling. And then finally, we've got the uh, regional banking crisis. You know, based on on what you were saying earlier about PacWest, Scions, and uh, Alliance Bank or Western Alliance Bank, it it kind of indicates that there's still some concern out there. On, our, on the small to regional size banks about what their balance sheets look like. Uh, you know, you, you can't say that Signature Bank, uh, SVB Bank, and uh, First Republic Bank were, were outliers because a lot of the issues that they're facing, a, a lot of the small and medium-sized banks are facing the same issues where they have this mismatch between the assets on their balance sheet and people's demand for deposits. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that anybody needs to be concerned about your banking deposits. The FDIC has uh, been very adamant, so has the uh, administration been adamant about protecting depositors. However, that, that still hasn't really alleviated a lot of the concerns that people have. And 
until we get interest rates to start going down, well, we, we may not uh, get that kind of uh, assurance from the market anyway that things are over and done with. So uh, a lot of these issues that are out there, they've been bubbling up to the surface. They've been sitting there lurking for a while, and now they're, they're just coming into sharper focus. So I, I would just suggest that folks need to be even more patient about some of these things that are out there right now. And uh, let, let's see where things head. Um, but but I don't think people have a need to be worried about uh, their deposits, uh, whether it's a big bank, small bank, medium-sized bank, a community bank, whatever. You, you don't really need to worry about that because you're FDIC insured. And if nothing else, it should just maybe prompt you to reevaluate your uh, coverage limits, what you have in your bank, and maybe make some adjustments there to not only maximize your return, but also minimize any potential risks that could come down the road, you know, from having amounts in, in, on deposit that are uninsured. Uh, so, so that's that's really my my take on things for the next few weeks. And then, oh, um, speaking of next week, we've also got CPI data coming through next week. I think on the twelfth, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So CPI data for the month of April will be very important. That that will also hopefully lead us to the conclusion that inflation is continuing to come down. And that that in and of itself should help out uh, quite a bit as far as the market goes, because that might serve to reassure them that rates are not going up any longer and that they should stay flat, at least from here on for the next few months. It's actually, yeah, you're right. It is. It's next. It's mid next week. As usual, it's Wednesday, but it's May 10th. OK, May 10th. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it May is 10th. next Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. yep. So CPI data is very important. Uh, we'll get not only uh, um, uh, headline CPI, but we'll also get core CPI data. And those things are very important. And uh, yeah, so that's that's next Wednesday. So after this unemployment rate announcement uh, tomorrow morning, along with the payrolls numbers for April, the next big data point will be that CPI number. And that's going to be of the utmost importance. And we're going to have plenty of eyes on that as the financial markets watch to look for the cooling that is expected in the inflation numbers. So hopefully it's there. Fingers crossed. Um, I did just put something up. I just wanted to mention this. Uh, there was an interview. This is from a CNBC article interview with Nelson uh, Peltz, who is an activist investor, but he's also a co-founder and CEO of the Tryon Fund Management. And he did say in an interview with the Financial Times that he expected there to be at least a few more regional banks that fail or that he thinks that there will be an, an additional um, he didn't give a number of regional banks that might run into the same problem that FRC had. So that's kind of why that's pinging headlines right now. And you see some of that out there um, in the headline world for the financial markets. If we take a quick peek now to wrap us up for the day, let's see what the markets are doing so far. They're all three major indexes, Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ are all down with the Dow being the leader today, just down over 1.1% so far um, in trading session this morning. We're about a little over an hour in. So I think that will do it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll have the labor market data to discuss. Always something exciting in the financial markets. Don't forget, interact with us, share our content, helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Most weekdays, the stock market is open and all places podcasts are possible. Thank you again so much for tuning in and we will see you tomorrow.